another edition of our podcast. Today we have ABC attorneys, Mr. Austin and Mr. Clavery here to explain to us about a couple of things uh, involving intellectual property rights. My name is Sebastian and like I mentioned before, I have Mr. Austin here and who is going to be talking about intellectual property rights, mainly in trademarks and patent and Mr. Clavery who is also going to be talking about intellectual property, but mostly on copyright and patent. It's going to be a lengthy discussion, very interesting and very informative as well. Hopefully you're going to be listening to this beautiful detailed conversation on how mobile app is associated with various categories of intellectual property rights in Tanzania and different parts in East Africa as well. They're going to be explaining this just in case you don't know, tune in. And even if you know, here, listen to the conversation so you get to learn more. Clever, Austin, how are you guys? We're fine, bro. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? How are you guys keeping up with Corona? Ah, we're just adjusting to the new normal. Mm. Are you guys working from home, doing a lot of Zoom calls? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We, just, we just took that measure a few months before. Mm. Great. So taking precaution on social distancing and making sure that we use sanitizers, we wash our hands wherever we go, we just keep ourselves safe, and we also do exercise to keep ourselves healthy. Good stuff. There's a paradigm shift going on right now. It's been going on for a while. Uh, people are moving from the physical aspect of working, and now we're moving on more to the digital world. And then a lot of people are doing uh, opening blogs, some people are opening apps, they're doing so many things. AI, artificial intelligence, virtual intelligence, but today we're going to be talking about how the mobile application is revolving around us and how we can learn from it and how laws are used to protect the business around it. Uh, there's so much we can talk about, but first of all, before we go into the actual conversation, I'd like you guys to explain to us a bit what is the difference between the trademarks, the copyrights, the patent, just in brief before we go into the actual conversation. Well, thank you. By saying intellectual property or intellectual property rights, we mean the categories of properties that are including the intangible creations of human intellect. And the mm. protection of these, they are offered, the protections which is offered by the law is intended to enable people to earn recognition and financial benefits from what they have invented or created. And Basically, this is by way of striking the right balance between the interests of innovators and wider public interest. And also, in IP system or system of prote protection is aiming at fostering the environment which is good for creativity and innovation so that both of them can flourish. Okay, okay. And Austin? Mr. Austin. Yes, uh, thank you very much. When we speak of uh, trademark, in a general aspect or concept, we mean that mm -hmm. trademark is a symbol or a word that is legally registered or established by use as representing a company or product. And uh, since we know that uh, patent and trademark is not a union matter in Tanzania, that means that they have different legislation governing them in Tanzania mainland and in Zanzibar. Okay. When we 
of Tanzania mainland, we speak about the main legislation that governs it, uh, the Trade and Service Mark Act of 1986 and its regulations, and um, the governing body that deals with registrations of patents and trademarks is called Business Registration and Licensing Agency. And um, when we go to Zanzibar, the main legislation which governs uh, trademark, it's called a trademark decree, and, um, and it has its rules, and um, the governing body that uh, governs um, trademark in Zanzibar is called uh, Zanzibar Business and Property Registration Agency. But uh, when we speak of patent, the governing body is still the same, which is Brella, but okay. only the main legislation is different, which is the Patent Registration Act. And um, when we go to Zanzibar... Ms. Dawson, sorry to cut you out. Um, I don't want you to put all, all the juice right now. I believe there's so much to be talked about, especially later. And some of these key information I would really, really like to know later when more questions are being asked. Are we good with that? All right, no problem. Great, Great. I just wanted to know the tidbits about them. Now, going off into the main questions, I mean, there's so much to learn. And I think a couple of questions that people usually ask themselves is how is someone who has created a mobile application protected under the law? Because there's so much to learn, so much to know, but how, how is someone protected under the law when you open a mobile application? Oh, thank you. Clever, welcome. All, thank you. Well, once the mobile app has been developed, it is important for the mobile app owner or developer, I mean, to consider the various forms of protection which are available under the law. And protecting the mobile app enables the owner to benefit economically and to be able to enforce the rights available in the event that they are infringed by the third parties. And in this regard, there are four main forms of legal protection that are considered to be under the mobile app. And these may be trademarks, copyright, patent, and utility models at some time. So once the mobile app is developed or is thought to be developed, there are various categories of intellectual property rights which it can fall under. So these are trademarks, copyright, patent, and somehow utility models. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Mr. Clavery. Austin, we would like to hear yes. some insights from you as well. Okay, um, when we speak of uh, trademark, the mm -hmm. most important thing when we speak about trademark in mobile application is uh, first of all, when we regard in Tanzania, we have to perform a trademark search, whereby it enables the trademark applicant to be assured that the trademark application that he intends to apply is not uh, is not under process or has not been applied. Mm -hmm. And um, once that is already been done, it secures the 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 applicant to to be able to go on with further procedures so as to continue with the application. Okay. Um, there are several categories. There's so many things that you guys have mentioned as well. And I believe the further we go, more we go higher, we get to learn more. So what are the categories or category of intellectual property rights that mobile apps belong? To what category 
of intellectual property rights do mobile apps belong to? To start with Mr. Clavery. Clavery. Sorry, I was on mute. No, no worries, no worries. I was saying, Sorry. I was saying let me just ask this again. Since we already got to know how, how a person is able to be protected under these laws, eh? now we want to know the categories or to what categories of intellectual property rights do mobile apps belong to? Well, as I mentioned before, once someone has thought of creating something like mobile app, it will be under the possibility to be, to be protected by various categories of intellectual property rights. And they, them will include the trademarks, copyright patents, and somehow utility models. So it is under the lack of four categories of intellectual property rights one can fall under. Okay, okay. So there's, so there's several ways, and I've been hearing these words, I think, for a couple of years now. And I'm glad today you guys are said, you're shedding more light to this occasion, to this particular discussion. But how can one ensure protection of a mobile app and a copyrights and a patent and a trademarks or different things that they're doing? And I would like to start with Mr. Austin. Austin, can you please take us to school when it comes to trademarks and especially how a person can ensure protection of a mobile app. And the trademarks, we should start with trademarks first. Thank you. Um, the most important thing that we have to know when it comes to mobile application and trademarks is that, uh, as, I state, as I stated before, official search is an important key factor to enable the applicant to know the application, the trademark application that he intends to apply in the trademark offices, does it have uh, an applicant who's already applied or is it already applied? And um, once the applicant has assured himself or herself that the trademark application is not, is not used after the search, that means the applicant can go to a further process, whereby in this further process, if he's not the main applicant, if he's not the one applying, that means a power of attorney should come in hand. This power of attorney enables an agent to act on behalf of the applicant in trademark registration. And um, once all this is sorted, it means that the, the agent through the power of attorney will, will send in the proper documents which are needed to the trademark officers. And once the registrar, has satisfied himself that the documents that have been brought forward by him are exclusive and are on have no encumbrances. That means the registration is passed and it's sent uh, it's sent to the government gazette, so it can be published. And it normally takes sixty days okay. for the publication, so it enables other people who have interest in that application either oppose you know like let's say if you sebastian you have a, you have a problem with the application that i want to apply through mm. that opposition enables you to stop me from my trademark application to be passed by so mm. if there is any opposition challenged in, within those 60 days that means the trademark registration is passed by the registrar 
And um, normally in Tanzanian mainland, the first registration takes uh, takes uh, seven years. The first so registration. Yes, yeah, it takes it, seven years. Uh, that's long. Yes, yeah. and then it takes, and then when you want to renew it, you have you you can renew it, and then it will last it will last for ten years. Okay. But when we speak of Zanzibar, it's opposite. It's ten years as the first registration, and then going forward, it's seven years. Okay. Okay. Um, the, like we said, there are different categories in this, and you might think because they're kind of similar. Oh, there's a bit similar, but they're very different, but they're similar. Copyrights, patents, trademarks, but I think when you go to the bolts and nuts of it, they're very different. And that's why we come to the other part, which is the copyright. Mr. Clavery. Hello. Clavery. Oh, thank you. I was taken to school by Mr. Austin about uh, trademarks and how to do it, how to go about it, the years, and how to post it, and who will come and say, Nakipingamizi after 60 days and whatnot. And like I said, it sounds a bit similar, but the nuts and bolts, when you go down to the nitty gritty, it's a bit different. So now I would like you to shed more light on the copyright aspect of things. How can one ensure protection of a mobile app under copyrights? Welcome, Clavery. Thank you. As you said, that a mobile app as a mobile app has a lot of components and it is upon those components where the corporate protection can come out. So the corporate protects the various components of the mobile app, such as source code, object code, graphics and text. That's under copyright. And in Tanzania, the copyrights are provided by the Corporate and Neighboring Act of 1999. And this is where the system is provided of protection right of rights that the creators have over their ritually and artistic works. So these copyrights are for literally and artistic work on how you design your app. How do you want your app to, to, to have that physical appealing? So that's what I'm saying. And mobile apps are secured and they can apply for protection and that protection under the law is falling under two dimensions. The first one is as a computer program as it contains the codes for the functionality of that respective app. Once someone has thought of creating an app, the programming of that app will start by codifying, putting the codes on how the app is going to be operating. So that's the first, the first way which the app can be protected under copyright. And the other way is as an artistic or literal work for the visual layouts of the contents of an app. An example, app applications like YouTube, like Instagram, or like WhatsApp, the way the one has designed the physical layout on how the application is, is going to be seen. Like you can like here, there is this sign, you can follow here, there is this sign. So it determines the physical, the, the visual layout. So okay. one, one, once one wants to protect his rights under copyright, has to make an application to the Corporate Society of Tanzania, I mean COSOTA, and in Zanzibar, there is COSOSA. By making an application, one has to submit the clarification or demonstration of an idea or codification of an app. I mean, you have to stipulate, this is my app, I've created it, 
I want it to be like this. You are demonstrating to those who are going to register it. And what they're going to, they're going to do is like, they, they will look at your demonstration, they look at your clarification and make a comparison with the previous registered copyrights and look if there is no interference. This is all to determine that this work is new and this work, it is you who is the author. And now to take a note, they have moved to an online system of registration, like they have an online registration system. You can go there and register your copyright online. And in addition, while you are making an application to the Copyright Society of Tanzania, you have to pay the registration fee and also you have to pay a membership fee, which is paid for those who have not been registered their works and they are not members of the society. Thank you. This is interesting, man. So, I mean, for a layman or a person who doesn't really know much about the legality of things, might think about, I have an idea, I will make an app, I'm a good software developer, but there are certain, there are certain things that you have to put in perspective. Uh, the source code, it has to be checked, the graphics, the object code, the graphics, the visual, that's what you were talking about. Yeah, and also in addition, I forgot to say this, since we are dealing with different components of intellectual property rights over an app, under that copyright, the protection is not after you register your, 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 your creation, I mean your application or your idea of application. The fact yeah. that you have made it possible to put in a tangible form, like you have made some steps to start presenting your idea, copyright yes. protection is there to protect you. We are going to register just to evidence that my rights are protected, have been registered, and also it's sometimes smoothening the way of enforcing your rights once they are infringed. But pro protection under copyright is automatically. Okay, okay, interesting. Now we're moving on to a different aspect. We're going to the patent of things. How can one ensure protection of a mobile app under patent? You know, if it was something else apart from uh, applications, I would have asked, have people patent Zege? I'm not too sure for <laughs> patent because it is very rare. It is very, very distinctive. I, be, I believe it's something very distinctive. It is not found everywhere. But because today we're talking about mobile app, I would ask about the patent uh, of things. Tell me about it. Mr. Austin. Well, um, since I spoke about uh, the laws governing trademark in Tanzania, mm -hmm. I will speak uh, about the laws that are governing patents in Tanzania. As mm -hmm. I said, it's not a union matter. So it means they have different legislation. So when we come to Tanzania mainland, the main legislation that governs it is the Patent Registration Act. And um, when we go to Zanzibar, the main legislation that governs it is the Zanzibar Industrial Property Act. Now, right now we are in a, both Tanzania mainland and Zanzibar are in a software system whereby you apply through software. And this has currently happened with Zanzibar because previously Zanzibar was using a manual way of applying trademark and patent. So when we speak about mobile application, we have to be very cautious when it comes to legal protection because for it to properly be registered, it means that it has to be new and it has to be 
when I speak of, about it being new, it means that it should not be a, it should not have been anticipated by anyone regarding that, that invention. So let, let's kick back. I'll I'll give an example of Uber. When Uber came into came into registration of patents, it means that the idea that Uber had means that nobody had it before. And um, the invention of the application that they thought about it was not in existence and it was new. So it was easily accepted because nobody had that similar idea when it came to their patent registration. And um, another, another point we should always look into is that it should also be industrial, industrial applicable. And um, we should also know that it has to have in inventive steps. So when we speak about registration of mobile application, it has a lot of procedures until the registration process is complete. And um, one of these procedures that we have to start with is that there has to be a request for grant of patent. Once that request is sent, means that it has to go with some documents. And I stated before in trademark, that a power of attorney helps um, helps an applicant to be represented by an agent during application, and this is not so different when it comes to patents. If the inventor does not intend to apply in these patent offices in Tanzanian mainland and Zanzibar, that means the agent can apply these can apply these documents on behalf of uh, of the inventor. And um, these procedures are mostly accompanied in different steps because these procedures normally are governed by preliminary examination. There is formal examination, whereby in that formal examination, we look at the novelty search. Is that, is that idea that you want to patent novel enough? We also look at the publication. We also look at the substantive examination. And when we speak of grants, we look at the opposition and terms. And up forward after that, there is always reconsideration and appeal. And there's also maintenance and pending of application and deviation. So if that patent is not opposed by any person after it, is, it, has, um, it has gone through that registration process, it means at the end of the time, the registrar can pass that patent and it can be registered and it can go on working as usual. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Austin. Clever, uh, would you like to chime in on anything involving the patent? It's like an addition, thank you. Mr. Austin said about the patentability, like before you are given your rights to be protected under a patent as an mm -hmm. ap application developer, they have to look at the patentability, like the criteria which they will, they will look for you to be given those rights. And this they will look in the manner in which that mobile app is communicating to the server or to the another mobile devices, to the other mobile devices. So, I mean, they will look at the novelty. Is it new, as Austin said? So, 
without being new, you cannot be granted patent on, under that because it has already been anticipated by prior inventions. And also sometimes it might appear your application is new, but there is no, there are no inventive steps. They, what, under inventive steps, they mean it should not be obvious that even a normal person can do that. It should be extraordinary that like an app is new and it has never been done by anyone and not every usual person can do so. So something has need, needs to have in, in inventive steps. That's what I mean. And sometimes it might appear your app is new, your idea is new about the app, and there is industrial applicability or te technological, technological or agricultural applicability of your app, but there are no inventive steps like even a normal person can think it is not, it is obvious. So you cannot be granted patent, but you can apply for the utility model. And these are sometimes known as utility certificates under the laws in Tanzania. These are any form, configuration or disposition of elements that is embodied in a product or process and capable of contributing a novel and industrial applicable benefits like certification, although the same has, has, has no inventive steps, as I said before, but is novel and can be industrial applicable. So they, they'll not throw away your application like it is new, but there are no inventive steps, though it is also industrial applicable. You can be gra granted protection under utility model and under, under patent, you'll be given the 10 years protection. And then after expiry, you can update it and renew it or renew it for five years. Then after that, it can become a public domain, I mean. So under utility mode, it, it is only under seven years protection, I mean, oh, five years under the laws of Tanzania. Thank you. Five years. Um, so I, for example, I already have my mobile app and I come to great lawyers from ABC attorneys and I want I want you guys to explain to me A, B, and C. I want you to take me to school with this and you tell me, if I do this, how's the success rate? Is it, is it better for me to be a, pi a pirate and continue doing whatever I was doing and still get my cash and go? Or is it better to follow these rules and regulation and the people that have done that before me? How has the success rate been? How's the situation like, especially in East Africa? Mr. Austin, we can start with you, then we can go to Clavery. Sorry. Sorry. I was saying recently, the mobile app industry in Tanzania and also in East Africa, it has been somehow promising as far as we have been boosted up by the technology and the other needs for us to develop into digital platforms. So we have managed, or we have got the chance to either advise or help others to register their applications. We, we managed to advise some of the companies or some of the mobile app developers into making into the reality what they, they wanted and how the law wants to protect them, protect them, I mean. Applications like Taxify, which is now known as Bolt, and Nala, that is the FinTech, I mean the financial technology, it is there. So it's the online services for mobile money, I mean online mobile money. And also we have advised other companies, multinational companies like the Safe Border from Uganda. This is the online mobile motorcycle service provided. 
from Uganda. Thank you. Okay, uh, that's a good track record, by the way. Good track record. Uh, Mr. Olson. Yes, um, and since intellectual property is a really, really broad, um, broad subject, there is also a money IP network, whereby this is a close-knit partnership of legal profession in the areas of intellectual property in East Africa. It's a, it's a merger of intellectual property departments in East Africa, whereby in Uganda, we have KTA, in Kenya, we have Kibungay, and in Tanzania, we have ABC attorneys, whereby they work together to ensure that clients are satisfied when it comes to intellectual property. And in order for a person to ensure their, their, intellect, their, their intellectual property the intellectual property, there is governing bodies such as ARIPO, which, which, governs, which governs in Africa, and WIPO, which is an international, it's a world international intellectual property organization, whereby it has 93 member states. So once you apply with WIPO, that means you, 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 you have secured either your patent or trademark internationally. And when it comes to Aripo, you have secured a part of East Africa and Central Africa because there are member states for every place that you want to secure your patent trademark. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, this was very insightful. Very, very insightful. And I think by now, I think I got at least 50% of what I need to do if I decide to ever start my own mobile application. I think I'm, I'm about to start, start it soon. Soon, it's in the woodworks. It's yeah, in the pipe. And I know who, which guys to talk to, by the way. I know which gurus to talk to when it comes to this. Now, last before least, I know there's so much to ask and there's so much to put into this. But any additions that you'd like to chime in or advise us when it comes to mobile applications and the laws that are guiding this climate right now? Well, as just summing up, last but not the least, you know, a mobile app may be created by anyone who is thinking of bringing some changes or bringing some solution to certain things. So it might happen that the developer is not the one who thought of it. So a one who thought of an app is not the one who can develop. Maybe he does not have an idea, does not have a knowledge about how to create an app. You may find someone is engaging a developer, mobile developer. So there is a great need, critical need at this stage to consider the contractual agreement as how the secret is going to be kept, as how are these people are going to benefit from these rights. Like after you have created, we are done with you. The intellectual properties comes to me as a creator or the initial thinker of this app. So there are a lot of consideration. And also there are some instances one can develop an app while he's still under the employment. I mean, under the employment contract, there should be stipulated like any other app which has been developed in the course of an employment should be under the employer or to an employee when certain things are considered. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, 
Mr. Austin. Yes. Anything to add up on the additional parts of the conversation? Well, I think I have said enough. And um, as I was, I was stating uh, before, in in matters of uh, ensuring that uh, your intellectual property in, in terms of uh, patent, trademark, and um, copyright, it's secured in terms of legal. That means that you you have to ensure registration, or you have to ensure that registration is taking place in these governing bodies like a repo and WIPO, so as to secure your your brand or your logo. And when it when you speak about trademark, your invention, when you speak about um, patents, but though we know copyright registration is not a must, but it also helps when one registers. But we can say that these are the governing bodies that, um, that are there to ensure um, intellectual property outside Tanzania. Thank you. Great, great, great stuff. Now, the big lesson that we've learned today is when you're starting something, it could be a business on ground or maybe online, like the kind of climate that we're in right now with Corona and everything else, your business has three or more steps. The initial stages, in between and after. Everything has to be protected, everything has to be guided, and you have to follow the right rules and the legal procedures in order your business to grow. In terms of patent, trademark, copyright, and everything else that is needed. Now, guys, thank you very much. We've had a very fruitful discussion. ABC attorneys, by the way, I, I love the fact that this is a great platform that is here to shed light on different things, not just intellectual property rights, technology, entertainment, real estate as well, has also been covered and will be covered as well. Uh, Mr. Clavery, Mr. Austin, my inter international, or I should say, uh, pro inter intellectual property rights guru. <laughs> Thank you very much for shedding more light to this conversation. Thank you, it was nice being with you. Thank you very You're welcome much. To anytime. Hopefully we'll have another conversation soon and I'm sure we'll have a different topic to increase more information and knowledge into our community and more Precisely. people in hand. Yes, sure. We are looking forward to it. Great. Have a good day, ABC attorneys. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Thank you.